0: On this episode of Don't Panic, we talk about iOS 7.1, uh, the Mt. Gox story gets weirder, we reminisce about old gadgets, play music trivia, talk about Roku getting a stick and Windows phone getting messenger, all that and more Woo! on tonight's episode of Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 37, recorded March 10, 2014, on Facebook's drones, Roku's stick and remote control mayhem. Hello and welcome. This is uh, Don't Panic, the technology podcast with attitude. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by uh, the the co-hosts who are trapped in the time vortex that is daylight savings time, and that would of course be Dan Miller and Colby Rabadu. Ahoy! Uh, what up? Ahoy! Uh, we're we're exciting to be coming to you uh, from our respective bureaus across the nation, uh, and we have got. Uh, I usually say we're chock full of uh, tech news, and this week is an exception because we don't actually have that much, but I promise we're going to have some good discussion, a lot of things to talk about. Um, and with that, why don't we jump right on into the top story? Very dramatic. Very uh, dramatic. So, this week's top story is... uh, I'm just going to pick one, because we couldn't decide on one. They're all such good stories. Uh, Why don't we talk about the big story today, if you're listening live. This was the release of iOS 7.1, and this goes out across all iOS devices, and it has a whole host of new uh, features for you, and I am going to read through them as I usually do. So... Let's start with uh, visual changes, include the phone dialer and power-off features. Uh, iOS 7.1 switches to rounded UI elements in both areas. So, for example, um, I will give you a demonstration. Let me pull up the phone app. Uh, Well, I don't have the old one to show you, but you can see on the new one, the buttons are, like the call button used to not be the little circle. It used to be like a longer button, Mm -hmm. so that's new. And then uh, also when you press and hold the power button, uh, that is also a new look as well. It used to just be the solid red bar you could kind of swipe across, but now there's kind of a, a dedicated button that you can actually. Um, most of the tweaks are minor. There's a slight uh, refresh with the music app, including more prominent shuffle and repeat icons because they were hidden like way down the bottom. Um, and it actually the first time I used, oh, I shut my phone off. Well done. That was not a very. Uh, that was not a very. It worked good too well. It did. It did, and now it won't turn back on. I don't know what I did. Uh, there we go. Bing. Um, so while that's booting up, music app. Um, you can... Uh, improvements to the keyboard, making the shift and delete keys easier to see. Notification Center, which allows you to clear out notifications more accurately, which if you're an iOS user, you know is a pain in the ass because they have these little tiny X icons you can't really hit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is there, like, a clear all button? Because that's what I always wanted.
0: I am going to look when my phone restarts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yes, we. we will, I'm curious, because actually I hadn't played with that since the... Because uh, the update only came out this afternoon. Um, it's also that on iPhone 5S, iPad Mini with Retina and iPad Air, users have been experiencing random reboots uh, since iOS 7 came out. This will hopefully fix that. Um, they've also tweaked the recognition to... Uh, for the fingerprint scanner to get it faster and more accurately. It's also more optimized to run on iPhone 4 hardware, iPad 2, third generation iPads, older devices. Uh, of course, CarPlay is the big feature in this update. It's support. We talked about this on last week's show uh, about iOS in the car uh, and using that ha- eyes-free experience, whatever that means. Um, that's now built in iTunes Radio has been tweaked, where you can search within featured stations and more quickly create news stations. You can also subscribe to iTunes Match right from the device rather than your computer. Also, there's an update to how Siri is triggered. So it used to be you press and hold the Home button, and it would listen and then just kind of stop when it thinks you're done, which if you've ever used it, you know it will sometimes cut you off or it'll keep listening longer than it needs to. Uh, this new feature is that if you press and hold the button and continue to hold the button while you talk... That's more of a manual control, and then when you let go of the button, Siri will stop listening. So, uh, if you had a problem with it not accurately uh, picking up and stopping, you can use that. Cool.
1: Um,
0: let's take a look at the notifications here. So, there is no clear all button, um, and it looks it looks the exact same. I guess it's just more accurate. It's the same X. You have you hit it. It'll give you the second. Are you sure you want to clear That's and then you lame. just erase it? Yeah, there's really no. Why can't they do the swipe, swipe
2: away thing?
0: Um, like you from, can when you
2: when you pull up the app switcher and you just like carelessly toss your unused apps aside. That's what uh, I want to do with my notifications.
0: I'm not going to disagree with you, Dan, but I uh, I don't work. <laughs> but that. clearly Johnny does. <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah, they need to really do something about that. Um. And then let me. Well, the shuffle and repeat icons look the same, so I don't. Anyway, so that was that was put out. You should update all your devices. Uh, iOS seven point one. Any uh, any thoughts on that?
1: Um, I feel I like I haven't
0: upgraded.
1: I haven't either, but well, I haven't upgraded my iPad because I didn't really know that was a thing until a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Um, but uh, I feel like. The random reboots is something I've heard comp- people complain about a lot. So I guess that's it's probably probably a quality of life upgrade for those folks.
2: I I've heard people complain about it, but I've never seen it happen. Like no more so than it had in the past. Like I can probably count on one hand the number of times my iPhone has like kernel panicked or rebooted whatever they call it, yeah, didn't seem to be happening more frequently. There it is. The one thing it doesn't... I have a complaint. I'm registering a complaint. Okay. My iPhone complains at me now that uh, it hasn't backed up the iPhone in, like, I don't know, 17 weeks now at this point, and it asks me to put in my iTunes password so it can do that, and then I do, and then... It, The next week, it says 18 weeks since you last backed up your phone. Why doesn't it tell me what's going wrong? I bet it's because I ran out of space on my iCloud, and it's just like...
0: Well, you can check that in your settings. They'll tell you how much uh, space you have left in your uh, iCloud.
2: I will do that.
0: It's in... uh, Oh, let's see if I remember. Um... Yeah, there's, like, a storage option, and it's the same place where you look at how much space is on your phone and right, right. and other stuff. And, yeah, they'll say in there.
1: And then if you need more, you can just pay Apple for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. that's. But I, if, I, I only use iCloud really for – I don't even know if I sync photos through iCloud because you only get five gigabytes.
2: Yeah, I think it just syncs, like, settings.
0: Yeah, which is stuff. mostly what I use it for.
2: Yeah, that's what I, that's all I thought I was using it for. It says I have one point eight gigabytes available. Huh? Two gigabytes of that are backups from my phone.
0: Whoa!
2: Oh, but it is backing up my camera roll.
0: Yeah, that'll that'll I use uh, Dropbox for that because I yeah. get a lot more storage out of those guys. But um, Nice. Yeah. So.
1: I had something else to say, and then I forgot what it was.
2: <laughs>
1: You're the worst. Yeah. Gosh darn it, Colby. I, I,
0: if you think of it later, you can uh, bring it up. Um, why don't we... Uh, because that was such a short, top story, why don't we throw in a second, smaller story? Um, this was Colby's favorite story in the rundown this week, so we absolutely have to talk about it. And that would, of course... The Facebook Messenger app is now available on Windows Phone. <laughs> uh, you guys have been clamoring for it. You've been—we uh, get emails constantly saying, "Where is Facebook Messenger for Windows Phone?" Well, good news—it um, is there. Uh, the new Messenger app. Well. Windows Phone has always had it built into the messaging hub. Uh, the new app supports features like group chat, everyone's favorite, stickers, stickers! and... Uh, stickers! Stickers is everyone's favorite. Come on. E- everyone does love stickers. Stickers are great. Although I am getting a little annoyed with the commercialization. You know, like the sponsored stickers from, like... They, they did some for the Lego movie, and they've done...
1: Oh, uh, they, did, they did Despicable Me.
0: Yeah, which... I you don't have to use them, but... Remember um, when I
2: think AIM pioneered that stickers? You could no, you could buy emoticon sets in like mm. AIM themes. Remember that?
1: I do vaguely recall that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
2: I don't know. I have
1: like two sticker packs that I use ever, and I like them a lot. And they're perfect.
0: They're they're fun. No, I agree. I and I was very you know I was very skeptical when stickers first came out. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but it's actually, and the integration is actually pretty good. Um, I yeah. think it works it's pretty great. seamlessly. Seems to be. Um, Seems to be. Effective. And uh, it should be mentioned that uh, Microsoft is pulling back Facebook integration into the phone itself, including in the upcoming Windows 8.1. Uh, Windows phone 8.1 that's why Facebook is coming out with these uh, more updated apps uh, because the built-in feature will be replaced by the separate app um, instead of being built in
1: yes we do we, we have like a team that works on Windows Windows Phone stuff now
0: J- just like one intern who just you know part-time <laughs> no, no, your, your, your
2: Firefox <laughs> OS counterpart
1: <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when Firefox OS has a couple more users.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think I think we should have a sh- an episode where we discuss our favorite vintage technologies, like AIM. Ooh yeah, that, I like that, that was a lot. that was awesome. We could do stop it. what we're doing and just do it right now too. Could do that. I'm- <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I'm gonna to have to think pretty hard. Okay. All right.
0: Some other Windows well, Media Player. Yeah. Do you know like, that's still a thing?
1: XP?
0: Yeah. No, but I mean, like. Oh, XP? the media center. Yeah. Yeah. Or or even just like Windows XP. That was great. Remember? I used it. I used XP the other day. Someone had their uh, had an old IBM laptop. It was this thick, <laughs> and it was it was uh, standard, not widescreen. And mm-hmm. oh my god, XP! I'm like, man, I was getting like some post traumatic flashbacks. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. That's pretty awesome. That was
1: uh, I'm. I, re- I remember like burning CDs from from Windows Media Player on Windows XP, or Media Center, or whatever it was. And I, I remember... Oh, my God. It was so weird. That was... I uh, guess yeah. it must have been before I had iTunes. Before iPod. Like, it's, it's, it's weird to think about a time before iTunes, but there was a time.
0: Hmm. I remember the old uh, Nokia candy bar phone and it had snake on it which is like the worst game ever and for on singular back when that was oh, a thing yeah. and i remember cuz we lived in a pretty rural area and cell phones were like oh shit and it was like a, a big thing cuz they're like we don't get any service man out here and they're like dude we just got singular mm-hmm. and i'm like no like that was a big deal and that and i remember I should, I'm going to be home next week. I actually kept all my old cell phones <laughs> over the, I must have about five or six, and the, I'll have to pull them out for the show next week, uh, see if I can find that box, because they're hilarious.
1: So I think my mom has a box of old cell phones like that, that have like all my my sister and her and my dad's old cell phones. I'm like, we have one of those, and for a while my head had, for a while, my sister had a sidekick from T-Mobile. Remember yeah. that with the keyboard and the screen that, like, swirled around? It was good times. <laughs> then there was also, I had, I had one of the, like, not the original Razer, but the fancy Razer that they came out with. I had that phone for years. It was the
0: greatest phone I ever made. Yeah, the Razer was the shit. I'll just say it. I mean that was a that was that was the iPhone before the iPhone. I mean that was hot stuff.
1: It was. It was.
2: Yeah. Cool.
0: I, I just had one. What was it? Oh, I think the uh, statute of limitations on the legal ramifications have passed. But I remember uh, Kaza and uh, <laughs> Line Wire. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, back before you could buy music, I'm just saying this was before iTunes. Uh, and it wasn't easy to buy music digitally, but yeah, man, the, those things were messed up, man. The stuff you would that would come up, and just the weird files and the viruses, and just that was dangerous. That was like that was dangerous, frankly. <laughs> um,
1: remember viruses?
0: I <laughs> I, I remember. Sean he oh, remembers them. I just, oh, yeah. No, uh, I, well, I was gonna say I remember a time when there was less spam. Really. Like, I, I, I was spam. yeah or at least it wasn't as bad I feel like I got I got a message the other day and it was I don't even know why it was spam because the subject was like enhance your length or something was the subject and then the, <laughs> and then the message was like was like enhance your length question mark you know I'll help you nothing capitalized and then like Cassandra no link, no reply address. I'm like, that's the worst spam I've ever seen. Like, what, am I supposed to start a conversation? Like, at least yeah. give me a link I can click on and get a virus. Like, you're not even trying.
1: Have you guys ever gotten, like, like spam Google Google chat messages? No. No. I've gotten Google chatted by robots before. And it, <laughs> it's really, really bad
2: on Skype. I remember that. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's I wish funny. I, I got a super funny spam message the other day. I, I wish I had, uh, I wish I had kept it, but it was like, it was like, hi, I think you're cute. My screen name is blah 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 on Yahoo Messenger, and I'm like, is this text text message from 1999? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It got lost in the tubes, and <laughs> it did. It finally caught up with me. <laughs> wow. Good times. Very good times. Yeah, yes. but... I do.
1: So I, I'd like to reminisce a little bit more, but I, I do... I remember a time in, like... I don't even know. God. It must have been, like, middle school, when, like, we were... We were my sister and I were allowed to go on the computer for one hour a night, and that hour was spent on AAM, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, I I remember like playing like f- a lot of flash games on on the internet.
2: I remember doing
1: that a bunch.
2: Was that via dial
1: up? At one point, it was, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I guess, at some point we got Cox, but I think that might have, like, we got we got cable internet, but I think that might have been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have the funniest commercials because the names. <laughs> poor, poor folks. I don't like, and they're. They, I mean, I give them credit; they've stuck to it, but like, <laughs> sometimes you gotta cut your losses. That's true. <laughs> we'll just wait um, for Comcast
2: to buy them, and then we'll be set.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: So I made the comment at work the other day that AIM was the best social network and the original social network. Cuz like um. it was MySpace but more limited, but you could express yourself in that profile however you wanted. And there That's were away true. messages that were actively pushed to all of your friends that you could say things in. It was there was a news feed, there was profiles, there was messaging.
0: That's what it was. Just no one realized it at the time.
1: It's true. It's
0: true. Man, That's AOL could have really made something of that. That was really a missed opportunity. Yeah. I, I don't know whatever happened to they, AIM.
2: I feel well, like you plastic like ass on it eventually now. and then the client can was you terrible. Still get
0: it?
1: Huh? Can you still get it? I'm Googling it right now. I, I think believe you can. so. I can uh, still get it, guys. We could we could
0: bring back AIM. We'll just do the show completely on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Keyword messenger. Right? They do. We can have a chat room. God,
1: that's awesome. This could change everything.
0: Uh, again. No Windows Phone client though, so. <laughs> uh oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> Darn
1: it! messenger then. <laughs>
0: that's dated technology. Uh, that's funny. Hey, it could be worse. It could be a uh, BlackBerry Messenger. See, I never had a BlackBerry. I missed I, that phase. I bet more people probably today use AOL Instant Messenger than use BlackBerry Messenger.
1: Ooh, really?
0: <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. If you told me that, that I would absolutely believe you.
1: <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Has, has BlackBerry fallen that far now?
0: I think BlackBerry Messenger has because it's so limited because it's BlackBerry to BlackBerry clients. So even if you have a BlackBerry, the other person you're talking to also has to have one. Right. I, I don't. I don't know if there's enough of a benefit over other chat services or SMS or any of those things.
1: Remember, remember when Kaylee was really excited because Black BBM was gonna be released on like other platforms, and then she she thought we were all gonna join BBM and we we could all BBM all the time. Didn't Doesn't make
0: happen. sense. And then she got an iPad, so go figure. <laughs> Trying out that iMessage.
1: Sold out. Speaking of iMessage turns out sometimes people's iPhones still try and send me iMessages. Still. It's been three months.
0: Yeah, iMessage is pretty mediocre. That's why I just don't even try to
2: text you anymore. (laughs) I don't. I um, Google Hangout or Facebook message you.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've like ignored people and not realized I ignored them because their messages and then had like weird, uncomfortable conversations because I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) But yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. I thought it was resolved, but apparently not. Maybe they fixed that in iOS.
0: You'll never be free. (laughs) Yeah, once you buy into Apple, man, they they won't let go. (laughs) They're, they're,
1: They're punishing me.
2: This is actually
0: a feature. They're saving me from myself. Or trying. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've had some fun reminiscing, why don't we take a quick detour over to... It's our trivia challenge. So excited. Is that the music from uh, Yeah, uh, from where?
1: Seinfeld?
0: No, but it is from a television show, so you can think on that. Oh, and get back to me. I want to pick something fun, Sound- but w- hopefully obscure enough to not get us in any trouble for using it. Really, just <laughs> like five seconds of it. You didn't
2: know that Google brought the YouTube uh, takedown technology in real time to Hangouts? They did, We only yeah. got a couple seconds left. No,
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <think>. End of quote. <laughs> uh, They're about to crash
1: through our doors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because I talked about all that uh kazaying I did. Um... <laughs> So, (laughs) today's game is a numbers game, okay? So, the way this is going to work is I'm going to give you three questions. You're each going to have a turn to, uh, on each question, give an answer. All the answers are numbers. And whoever is, Price is Right rules, whoever is closest without going over, wins. If you both go over, then it's who's ever closest. Make sense?
1: Yep. Okay.
0: The category today is music technology. Okay?
2: Okay. Make
0: sense? Okay. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I flipped a coin before the show, um, and Dan, you're going to answer, uh, go first, and then Bacolby will give his answer for this. The first question, the advertisements for the original iPad iPod said it held 5,000 songs in your pocket. What was that in gigabytes? To Dan first. Two gigabytes gigabytes. Colby, what's your answer? That was my answer. Um, you have to pick... Sorry. <laughs> is this going to be like The Price is Right? I'm and say, one dollar! 2.1 gig... No. Um, I'm going to say 4 gigabytes. The correct answer is 5 gigabytes. So oh, Colby gosh. wins. Colby, undershot that one. When it was first... First in five, and then uh, later released with ten before moving into the second generation. Uh, The next question. uh, Who here is a fan of eight tracks? Everybody. Um, We all know the eight track tapes were popular for about five minutes in the 70s and into the 80s. But the question is, and Colby, you're going to answer first. uh, In what year was the last commercially produced eight track tape released? 1993. Okay, Dan? Dan? I see 94. Okay, well, the answer is 1988. So closest without going over. You both went over. Colby wins again. Uh, bonus question. Can, do you, can you guys guess what album was the last on the 8-track? Oh, I don't God. think you could. Uh, no. I it was uh, Fleetwood Max Greatest Hits.
1: Fleetwood Flack.
0: Yes, Fleetwood Flack. <laughs> uh, final question, and Dan will go first on this one. Uh... A CD famously holds how many minutes of music? Now, this is famous because the Sony executive uh, told the uh, engineers to make it hold this amount of music so it could contain the entirety of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. So how many minutes does a standard CD hold of music?
2: 75 minutes.
0: Okay. 70 minutes. Well, wait, which one? 70 minutes. Okay. A standard CD? A standard like, compact disc burned with audio files.
1: Like thirty-two.
0: Okay, the correct answer is seventy-five. Dan, you had it, but uh, you still win. You were still closest. Uh, it is seventy-five minutes. Redeemed myself. You did so it's in a two-one. Lower than that. It feels lower because it's well. If you think about mm. it, it's what about eighteen, nineteen songs if you keep them all around two minutes. Um, yeah. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, Colby, you have won 2 one in today's trivia challenge. Whoa. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You've done the trivia challenge. Uh, we're going to respond to some, uh, some other news. Okay. So, uh, other things that happened this week. Let's go through these. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Bitcoins because for some reason people can't seem to get enough of that. So, Sean, um, you
2: told me before the show that you reached a revelation about Yes, Bitcoins. I
0: figured out how Bitcoins work. Do tell. Okay, but but it's the concept is so boiled down that there are going to be people who are like, he has no idea what he's talking about. But I kind of do. So, for there to be... The problem is... The, the U.S. currency today is kind of baloney because it's not backed by anything. So let's go back in time to when our currency was backed by gold and silver. And that's a better comparison. So a currency is A, limited and trackable, and B, it's – wait, I have to remember these. So it, it's limited in supply, it's non-replicable, and it's trackable. Okay? Think of the U.S. dollar went back by the gold standard. The government made it. You, you couldn't print your own. It was trackable in that it had a backing. Um, and if you think of Bitcoin in that way, every Bitcoin has their certain code to it. A code that hypothetically is non-replicable and is only owned by one person at a time. That's supported by the network of The entire Bitcoin network, which I didn't realize, when you crunch numbers to get Bitcoins, the numbers you're crunching are actually all the transactions that are going on. Did you know that? So it's, it's crazy. So, whenever, like, say, Dan, I send you Bitcoin, the entire Bitcoin network essentially has to approve that transaction. They have to say, Sean actually owns those Bitcoins. He's actually giving them to Dan. Dan is actually receiving them. But because it's done through computational means, all the other computers in the Bitcoin network who are mining for Bitcoins, Bitcoins are kind of the reward for crunching these numbers. So in a way, it is similar to currency in that businesses have ledgers that prove how much money came in, how much money go out. You report that to the IRS. Bitcoin is very similar. You can't just – money – You know, if I have a Bitcoin, Dan can't say he has the same Bitcoin. That makes sense to me. And then the fact that these are, it is in a limited supply, so they can't just keep creating more. Now the problem is, A, eventually they will run out of new Bitcoins to create, so you will have a problem in two or three years. And then the other problem is that because it is still volatile. But I get how it's kind of a currency now. Did that make sense? Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's pretty reasonable. So, So I have one question. I was under the impression that it's not like it's not that you will you, run out of bitcoins. it's just that it becomes exponentially more. It like takes an uh, an ever increasing amount of computational power to calculate more bitcoin hashes, and so eventually the power needed to like the computer power needed to calculate the remaining bitcoins will be like far
2: beyond what we have.
0: But yes, I which, which I well, translated into there will be no more bitcoin.
2: It's capped. Oh. It's capped at a number. That is true what you said each bitcoin is harder to get by some formula where it knows the rate at which people found the previous one and compensates for it so that they come at a certain rate but at a certain point there just won't be any more. There's a number. After this Bitcoin. Yeah. But I didn't do Yeah. And those are I thought they were mining these math problems, but then the answer of so when you mine a Bitcoin, you do this math problem and you get a valid answer and then all the other computers in the network verify that your answer is correct. At which point you're granted the Bitcoin. But then what you said is also true, that whenever anyone trades anything, a consensus has to be reached in the network that your trade is valid.
0: Right, which is... Which,
1: which is why is, is what necess- necessitates having like a Bitcoin exchange like Mt. Gox or Coinbase or something, because having the, the network verify that your, your transaction takes a long time.
0: Yeah, so if you trade within Mount Gox, it's much faster than if you're using the entire Bitcoin network. That's the advantage right. because <laughs> now that Bitcoin has gotten so huge it does take a while. I've and been told up to an hour to have your transaction uh, approved right. which may not seem that long, but... Mt. Gox, but a, awesome. they, they take a hefty interest, though. Oh, yeah. Also known as all of your money. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so we talked last week about uh, Mt. Gox getting hacked for over $400 million worth of Bitcoins. Well, it came out this week. More, This is just the wackiest story. Um, so apparently, a group of hackers claims it has broken into uh, Mt. Gox's network to get answers. They're claiming that Mt. Gox still has access to 951,000 Bitcoins. Uh, as part of a file they released um, that was stolen from the company. The file has yet to be confirmed, um, but it's led people to uh, believe that this file shows poor accounting practices for the company, and that they may not even know how many Bitcoins they actually have. (laughs) Or that they stole all the Bitcoins, or that... um, Now, so...
1: Is that, is that number of Bitcoins all of them, or is that just a portion of the ones that were reported stolen?
0: Um, that's an outstanding question, and I'm going to find out in about a second.
2: I believe it's just a portion. But Sean yeah. will
0: be back with the answer shortly. Um, that's most of them. Because the, the article I just read said that only 700,000 were stolen. So Um,
2: that makes sense. If they thought they had them the entire time?
0: Well, well, yeah, and it's not that all the Bitcoins were stolen from Mt. Gox. Not every single one they had was stolen. A large chunk. But the hackers are claiming that Mt. Gox is saying, well guys, we can't pay you or we can't reimburse your Bitcoins. And they're saying, well they still have access to nearly a million Bitcoins. They're not bankrupt, as they're claiming. And that they're, they're concerned that this might, this could be an insider theft. This could be a scam. It could, you know again, people don't quite know what Exactly, is going on.
1: Right. Cool. That's crazy and weird. Yeah. yeah I feel I, like without Bitcoin, we couldn't have such an exciting story.
0: No, I, I, <laughs> I agree, and it, and it is the downside to that a digital currency because, you know, I'm sure at some point in history money was stolen, so someone invented a safe to put it in. Uh, you know, if they keep seeing that these virtual currencies keep getting hacked and stolen, which this has happened a number of times, um, I guess they'll just have to take security much more seriously. Oh, um,
1: Security's hard. <laughs>
0: I, I, it's, I'm glad it's left to guys like you, um, and not me, because... Guys like
2: me. People are <laughs> not There are people more paranoid than us, Sean. Yeah. Speaking, like of John
0: par- speaking of paranoid... Speaking of paranoid... Uh, so we, on our very first show, our very first show way back, uh, 36 episodes ago, uh, do you guys remember a story about Google's internet balloons?
2: Yeah! The Loon Project.
0: Yes, the Loon Project, but Google was going to put out, uh, balloons carrying the internet around the world. Well, uh, good news, uh, Facebook, uh, is buying drones. Yes, that's right. Uh, Google's balloons versus Facebook drones, the battle in the sky. Uh, There will be... Amazon drones. And the Amazon... Well, the difference is is that Facebook has the same message or the same uh, goal as the Facebook ones to bring Internet to uh, areas that don't have it. So uh, it's a similar mission between the two. I think Amazon just wants to get you your stuff faster, which is fine. Uh, I don't know what Facebook would bring me on their... uh, on their drones. But
2: the presents that you put on people's walls for their birthday, like that—that that would be Starbucks good. Starbucks gift card delivered right to your um, desk. So I, I
1: have a question about this. This, uh, this wasn't like an official statement by the company, right? This was like a, like <laughs> a leak or something, or a, yeah, yeah,
0: know. no, you are correct. Yeah. Okay, I I just wasn't sure because I'm a little. No, that's an important I wasn't point.
1: Sure if it was, like, something they actually announced, or if it's just like a rumor at this point.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a I would say a widely accepted rumor. So take that for.
1: Cool. I, so, I mean, uh, I know like this is not something they talk can legally talk about internally. They don't talk about like company acquisitions.
0: Really, Colby, but... you're not in the room when they're buying up drone companies. I thought your
2: desk was right next to Mark So They just discussed that right at his desk,
0: right? They, they go, hey, Colby, come over here. You know anything about uh, internet drones?
1: <laughs> I said, yeah, well, funny you should mention it. We talked about Project Loon on our podcast. Uh, fun fact, one, one of our four viewers is probably not Mark Zuckerberg.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's not impossible. <laughs> it could be.
0: It's. I just. I like to imagine Colby does everything at Facebook in the same way I imagine Dan makes arts and crafts for Etsy. So <laughs> it's more fun to imagine. I know it's not true, but it's more fun to imagine it.
2: Well, we lay out the website with uh, you know pieces of construction paper and cut it out, and we just super glue it on. That's how we do our prototyping.
0: You should sell all that. Like, I'd, buy, I'd frame it and buy that. That's cool. <laughs> you should have an Etsy page for the Etsy website. That's great. I was being sarcastic,
2: but...
0: Well, I think you should do that, Dan. Don't be it's sarcastic. It's not the worst idea I've had. Um, <laughs> man, you really had me. Uh, <laughs> damn you. Uh, so, anyway, um, there's a great chart here. Let me see if I can share my screen. Uh, Do-do-do-do. So uh, you can see here that uh, this is Loon versus Titan, Uh, Titan the name of the company uh, that makes these drones. And uh, on paper it seems like uh, Facebook's got a bit of an edge on this one. Um, Everything from longevity in the air because they're solar powered to um, the size, how much they can hold, their altitude... Uh, the data speed, the how many square miles they can coverage. But
2: isn't isn't the trick here that this uh, Titan thing doesn't actually exist yet?
0: Um, that is probably true. I don't yeah. actually know. Seems like a pretty
2: big caveat, Mtor. <laughs> Buyer beware.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does I mean, seem cool. The idea mm-hmm. here is just to bring internet to the next billion. Uh, who are going to be using Google and Facebook services.
1: But, so I have a question. Is this, like, this Titan aerospace, is that, like, what they were designing these drones for, or is that just, like, they were designing these drones that they can fly for four years, and it just so happened that, like, this might be an impli- uh, a nice application of that?
0: Uh, as far as I've read, this is a company that makes drones for anything and everything, and... Um, and oh. Facebook, it's because they're... Let's see. Um, yeah, they have solar-powered drones that are capable of staying in the air for up to five years at a time. Um, and that's, I guess, why uh, Facebook wants the technology. Does he know... The TechCrunch... Reports... I, could...
1: <laughs> I, I would live on a drone for five years. In the sky? <laughs> you, gonna be fun.
0: It's like all those old, like, uh, you know, 1930s magazines of, you know, what the few, what the year 2000 looked like, and it was all, like, the Zeppelins going by that you could, like, oh, look at, the, yeah. you know, the city, the Jetsons, and... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm for that. That sounds great. It'd be pretty cold. That's yeah. Cool. I, I
1: just imagine, like, a giant glass, like, living space where you can see, like, the earth sprawling Colby wants out beneath to stare him. out
2: over yeah. the world
1: yeah someday someday I'll buy a giant drone and live
2: I'm up pretty, and pretty sure that Come that on. sort of view is reserved for villains
1: well you know I'll, I'll do what I gotta do
0: I can just see I can just imagine Colby and his like drone of the future staring out and there he sees Richard Branson going by and he goes m <laughs>
2: I I think that would be great. In, like, his reanimated body after he's been suspended in, like,
0: a cryogenic freezing (laughs) chamber. Well, his head's in a jar. You know how it (laughs) is. Um, That's excellent. All right. Uh, Let's move on to another story. Uh, Roku. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of their set-top boxes. uh, But they're getting into the uh, Chromecast game. That's right. They have a new... HDMI streaming stick in the same vein as Google's Chromecast. Um, This will be $50, plugs into the HDMI port on your television, um, and has everything built right into the little stick. Uh, It also comes with a remote, which uh, Chromecast doesn't, um, the standard Roku remote you get on their current boxes. Um, The big advantage here is that it's powered by Roku software, which currently has over 1,200 apps um, including, which is way more than what Chromecast currently has. Uh, it is $15 more than the Chromecast. Um, it is available for pre-order today and will ship in April. Uh, I think this is great because I, to this day, I still, I still like my Roku better than the Chromecast. It's just got so many more options, and I like having a physical manual remote. But I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: I used Uh, the Chromecast again this weekend, last weekend, last week, Uh, and it works a lot better, but, uh, yeah, I just, if it had a remote, enough to just pause and, like, close, even that would be enough, because it it gets confusing with all the apps. Uh, I also wish that it was integrated in Android, like... AirPlay is in iOS for any view that plays a video is automatically a Chromecast button where it just throws it up on your TV.
0: Yeah, and to make it easier for yeah, no, I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that at Google I/O in a couple months. That would be awesome. That would
1: be cool. Um I don't I've never used the Chromecast, so I feel like I can't make this... Call. Do you... So,
2: do you have a streaming thingy for the TV that you have?
1: We have an Apple TV. Um, which is fine, except that the remote doesn't work sometimes for, like, reasons we've, we've been unable to
2: diagnose. You know there's an iPhone remote app?
1: Um, oh, yeah. I did know that, I guess. But, like, it seems so convenient to use the remote, like, bigger, bigger, <laughs> yeah. on the couch. Instead of taking out your phone,
2: we'll but have more maybe. to talk about remotes later. But I agree that the phone remote is not is not the the bright light in the sky I dreamed it would be.
0: <laughs> yes. So uh, if you're interested, it's pre order fifty dollars. Uh, for for me, it's I I love Roku. That's a no brainer. That's uh, that's yeah, awesome. Really, Good on them. Does it, it does all the things that a
2: regular Roku does?
0: That's what they're claiming, 1080p streaming, all the apps. um, Does it
1: have have to be plugged into, like, the wall behind the...
0: It uses the the same technology as the Chromecast, which is the MHL-certified port. So if you have a newer television, it can pump power directly into the stick. But if you have an older television or one not equipped with MHL, then, yeah, you do have to plug it in.
2: But you can plug... You can plug it. The Chromecast you can plug into the uh, like service USB port on the TV. Yeah, you know, the only problem with on that is that then the Chromecast turns off when you turn your TV off. At least it did for me. Uh, so there's there's like a you know 30 45 second startup time. So if you want to turn your TV on and immediately watch Chromecast, it wouldn't work. Uh, but that's an option. Awesome. Cool. All
0: right, we've got that. Let's uh, quickly mention uh, the fine folks over at HTC. Which what does HTC stand for? Uh, high tech corporation.
2: corporation.
1: (laughs) Uh, Could be probably.
0: Well, regardless of what high tech
2: computer corporation.
0: (laughs) I love it! I love it! I love the those uh, Taiwanese companies that just have, like, the most literal, you know, it's like, Computer Processor Company, or, like, the most literal <laughs> names. I love those. Excellent. Nice. Well, uh, the high-tech computer company is uh, sending out, the, I'm going to call them that every time I say HTC from now on, um, is going to be unleashing its new flagship smartphone uh, sometime in the coming weeks, uh, but it's been leaked all to hell. Um uh, the let's see details on the all-new HTC One. It will keep the name HTC One. It's got a brushed metal body, a 5-inch 1080p display, 2.5 gigahertz quad-core Snapdragon, 3 gigabytes of RAM, and will run Android KitKat. Uh, there's a second camera sensor on the back, um, which will apparently improve focus time and light metering. Um, the uh, the volume toggle has been moved from the left side to the right side. Why I don't know. Um, and perhaps the most interesting part of this is the back casing. So it's a smart case. It's not built into the phone. Uh, but it's a smart case that uses LED lights to display time, weather, and possibly notifications directly on the cover of the phone. Um, let me see if I can share. Because this is, I actually think this is, I mean, I'd never buy it, but I think it's neat. Um so. I mean, I feel like
1: that's what my Moto X does.
0: Yeah, with is the active... <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah. It's, it's funky. It's really funky, but... You know, we're, we're always looking for new innovations uh, in phones, and I guess any new thing is a good thing. Here you can also see the one and two um, camera sensors on the back
2: it has two camera sensors
0: yeah so one's a camera and one is just like a sensor right and the, the second sensor does light and focus and things of that nature um to improve your it's not like a 3d camera where you have two active lenses interesting that's cool yeah so stuff. i mean it again i cool don't... If you could new stuff like
1: <laughs> it was a uh... Had an API, yeah, that's true.
0: Have specific apps talk to it and
1: yeah, broadcast lewd messages to
0: the just a scrolling ticker across the phone of just (laughs) profanity. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) That's a wonderful idea. Um, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be really interesting. And what uh, what I'm interested to see is this uh, two lens camera thing, and. Um, I don't know. I just, I, you can do notifications on your phone a hundred different ways. I still think the future notifications is the wearable anyway, so, you know, if I still have to take it out of my pocket, it's still defeating the point. That's fair. I think that's fair, Sean. That's, well, uh, finally, Colby, I usually just say ridiculous things, but I'm glad to see I actually... (laughs) Made it this time. One time. This one time, yeah. Um, All right, well, we're going to get through one more quick story, and then we're going to move on to our picks. Uh, We'll end on wearables, and let's talk about uh, Google released an SDK. uh, It will be released in the coming two weeks. um, Based on Android to help, uh, let's see, to... mm -hmm. I, I don't understand what this is. Uh, the SDK will be based on Google's Android platform, so it should include tools familiar to app writers. I believe the idea is that... There's not even a lot of information. I don't understand if this SDK is supposed to run on phones or is supposed to have your phone talk to Android.
2: I think it's for writing software that runs on the version of Android that would be running on these wearable devices.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, It is interesting to note that this was released three months before the I.O., Google's I.O. conference, which is three months from now, um, when it's assumed there'll be an updated version of Android and probably Google's own wearable device. That Um,
1: would be something I might consider if it's not stupid looking.
0: (laughs) With wearables, you never know. That's
1: true. What? Wait. What? The, what is the status of Google Glass? Like, it still exists. Is that supposed to come out at the end of the year? Is that what? The end of this year or next year?
2: I think this at the end of this year.
1: Yeah, because I thought they given a, a consumer release date, an on approximate one when it, when it first started.
0: Yeah, I mean, just from a business perspective, I'd expect if they're going to announce something, they would either do it at I/O or they would do it in an event at some point in September or October. Right around the same time, Apple's expected to release their wearable, so um, that that's I would expect them to do that. Cool, but that's just a guess.
1: For this, I cannot wait.
0: Actually, <laughs> so you can so you can get really- Glass as a great Christmas gift.
1: Um, so, uh, I was listening to the TED NPR radio hour today at work, the podcast, because uh, I like to listen to things while, while I work.
2: Because um, you're insane, but go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like to ignore stuff, but sometimes I listen to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it really doesn't make sense that, that it works for me, but it does, so... But that that's that's not the point. The, it, on on the the TED podcast, they had this guy on who is he's colorblind, and so he doesn't like he's like from what I understood, he's like completely colorblind. Like he doesn't see, see hue or saturation, so he he essentially just sees like shades of gray. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that book, Fifty
0: Shades of Ray, I think that's what it was about. It's based on his life um, it's an autobiography.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but he, he did, so for, I guess, ten years, he's been, he worked with this professor guy who built this device, which is, like, essentially a camera, like, it's a camera on a little wire, it looked like an antenna from what they described, and it's, like, there's a chip that's, like, built into the back of his head. Um, and it the camera plays, like, notes, like musical notes based on the color it sees. So he, like, hears color. And the chip, like, like uses that. The same thing Google Glass does. It, like, resonates your skull to, like, s- send this sound into his, his ears. But it was really interesting. And... Uh, that just made me think of Google Glass, and I would like to hear hear players. so maybe we can do that then. Google Glass, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that that was all. I didn't. I didn't. Know.
0: I think that's very interesting. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: Sean's patron. You're such a hippie. I want to hear color.
1: Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs>
0: No, it, it you're a San Francisco hippie, and I don't want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> Peace, man. Uh, all right, let's uh, um. Now that I've put down Colby, uh, why and don't the we, entire city of San Francisco? And the entire city. Why not. Um, let's move on and do. All right. Da 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 da. All right, uh, we got picks, and I'm going to do something unusual, and I'm going to be the decider. I want Dan what? to go first. Whoa! Because I want to hear about this.
2: Okay, uh, yeah. So it's a rare moment in, like, the history of the world wherein you add technology, and a problem goes away. So last weekend... I, my mom had moved to a new place, and I was tasked with setting up the TV and the cable box and the Roku and the uh, receiver and the surround sound and the CD player hooked into the receiver through the surround sound speakers, and it was a mess. There was a pile of remotes sitting on the table and I had read, I read on the wire cutter that they actually recommended a universal remote, so I thought, well, how bad could it be? Uh, and eventually, I bought one. Not only did I have all those things that I listed on there, but I also ended up having to buy a uh, HDMI switcher from Radio Shack, completely non-branded thing. Uh, so basically, what you do with this is Maybe I can even do it. Uh, so there's this web interface. No, nope, that's not what I wanted. Google, your autocomplete. Yes, this web interface. I can sign in. Don't look at my password. Just kidding. You can't see my password. Oh. Oh God. Eh. Pop. Anyways. It has this uh, interface where you can basically type in what equipment you have, like the model name and the serial number, and then it walks you through adding. Basically, that's all you do. So you're like, I have a Sony VX7 TV, and you press enter, and then it's like, okay, now I I know all the buttons and what radio signals to send it. And uh, so that worked for everything except the off-brand HDMI receiver that I purchased. And in which case, you take the remote for the HDMI receiver and you point it at the bottom of the remote, and then your t- your computer is like, press the power button. So you press the power button. It sends it to the universal remote, and now the universal remote knows what radio signal to send power to the device, and then it's like press the right button, press the left button, on, 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 on. And then pretty quickly you train the remote how to use it. But that's not even the coolest part. The coolest part is, yeah, I'm going to zoom right in on these buttons you can't see. Uh, The coolest part is these buttons right at the top. These buttons read, watch TV, watch a movie, listen to music, and more activities. So you can give it these activities, which is basically like, a visual programming language where you say, if I want to watch TV, turn the TV on, switch the input on the TV to HDMI once, turn the receiver on, switch the input on the receiver to this thing, turn the cable box on, and good to go. If I want to watch a movie, turn the TV on, switch it to another input, or in my case, switch the HDMI receiver to another input, turn the uh, receiver on, Switch it to another input, listen to music, don't turn the TV on, turn the CD player on, turn the surround sound system on, turn the receiver on, blah, 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 blah. blah. And you can set your own activities. So I have a watch Chromecast on here, for example. And it worked great. It works brilliantly. I couldn't say better things. It's kind of expensive at $70, but I don't even have that many devices with me, and I kind of want one just because, like, only one button to push instead of turn the TV on, switch the input, turn the surround sound on, switch the input, mm-hmm. find the DVD player remote. This is just way better. It can navigate the menus on the cable box. It can do
0: all of the functionality on the DVD player, now, shows, did, all that Did stuff. you say you had it working with a Roku, for example? Uh, I didn't... Okay. Try
2: that cuz we had the Chromecast
0: down there. Oh, okay. I well, I am sure they're compatible. I mean, it's I'm an R. Sure, if it audio sends radio
2: signals, it can do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep, it looks like it can. Great. That's uh, that's swell. You Why do you keep making me spend money on crap I don't need? <laughs> Jesus. Think, I'm going to send I think you the at bill. At a point
2: you don't need it, but if you're making like a good present for a mildly technologically illiterate family member, this is Amazing. Sometimes I buy people presents like that and it's like, hey grandpa, here is a Roku, because I know you only watch Netflix on your computer. And he's like, well, I don't want to figure out how to use this thing. I'll just can you I know how to use the computer, I'll just keep watching it there. Whereas this actually simplifies things. It's really cool. Logitech Harmony 650.
0: Sweet! Awesome, 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 awesome. I like when we do uh, hardware reviews. We don't do a lot of those, so that's neat. Um, outstanding. Uh, I'm going to jump in and go next uh, because I'm twitching from all the caffeine. Uh, no. Uh, so this, uh, you folks may know the Jawbone people. Uh, originally did the Bluetooth headsets. Now they got their Up, which is kind of their uh, fitness tracker. Well, they released an app this week called Up Coffee, which you can find on the website Jawbone.com. Um, and it's a it's kind of a novel concept because these fitness trackers track a lot of our, our information. You can log you can even log how many calories you eat, but they never give you context. They never say because you're eating this number of calories, here's what will happen tomorrow. They'll say compared to other people, you eat this. Ma-. There's not a lot of context for the information. This app is really neat. Uh, for those of you who know me, I'm a big caffeine guy. I drink a lot of coffee, soda things like that, they've created an app where you can actually log these things, um, and I'm going to show you mine on the uh, still up for sponsorship uh, demo cam. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, whatever demo cam. Um, Let me, I gotta be able to see what I'm doing. So, uh, here is the Up app, and it's got this nice little, like, beaker thing, And it swishes around, which I like. But uh, it says on there, it says that you're okay, and it'll say if you're calm, okay, wired. Um, And then it will also say uh, ready for sleep at, and then if you tap it, it'll say ready for sleep in number of hours. So now it says I'm ready for sleep in zero hours and zero minutes. I'm calm. Uh, But for example, I had a cup of decaf with the show I haven't put in here yet. So when you first set it up, it asks you your height and your weight, so it can roughly calculate. I'm going to hit the plus... I'm gonna go coffee, tea. Uh, they've got coffee, tea. They've got certain uh, companies, uh, you know, Starbucks, certain items. Also, soda, energy drinks. I'm gonna hit uh, decaf coffee, and you see it adds the little bubbles to my thing. But luckily, it still says I'm okay. I should be able to go to sleep. And then they create this neat little chart. Look at that. And it's Whoa. a neat little chart, and it, it's that's how much caffeine is inside of me. And there's a little line that says sleep ready and there's a little line that says wired and you can track back over time your caffeine consumption and if you go see the white lines, that's the prediction of how it will decrease in my body as the hours go by. You can also... There's a log and you can see all the past stuff I've put in. I've used it for about five or six days now. And then there's also... And they're going to change these each day as time goes on. But here's a log comparing me to the average up coffee user, and when I drink the most caffeine, and when I don't. Um, if you've done it for seven days, they'll have a better log of how you do it. Uh, they even give you fun little coffee facts. Um, so overall, I, I actually think it's really neat. And as someone who consumes a lot of uh, coffee, I um, I definitely recommend it. It's do you coffee. need the uh, Jawbone band to um, do that? No, it does provide extra context if you, because it knows when you go to sleep, when you're active, how fa- much faster you're going to burn the caffeine, uh, mm-hmm. so you get a better experience. But no, I f- I found it does a pretty decent job um, of roughly tracking your consumption, and it's not it's not even for me anyway. It's not even necessarily about when I'll be able to sleep, because I know if I'm gonna if I have a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock at night, I'm not going to sleep. Uh, but it's more about being able to see, wow, I uh, drink a lot of caffeine, or, oh, I didn't realize how long caffeine stays in your body. Um, mm. So it's just cool to be able to learn and take this data and actually convert it into something interesting. And they say over time, they consider it almost an experiment where they're collecting all this data for hundreds of people, and they say over time, A, the uh, your caffeine levels are going to become more accurate, and B, they're going to be able to give you more interesting and, unique statistics, So, um, and it's free, so you just log in your stuff, and you, you don't even need to have a Jawbone account to do it, so uh, it's up coffee. it's uh, only for iOS, uh, the iPhone, you can get it in the App Store now. Sean, um, uh, I think yes? I think
1: the forever Don't Panic Challenge, um, I want you to fill up the beaker.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. I, would, I, I mean, I can fake do it and just put in things, but I, it would probably be energy drinks. I don't think I could drink enough coffee to... I'd have to have like oh, four man. cups in a row, So, but you can put in like Red <laughs> Bull and Monster and maybe next maybe week's show. I don't want you to die. I'll just be like, so this week don't panic. Uh, uh, we, we, we've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, news, tech. Yeah, that would, uh, <laughs> that that would not be good. That's how
1: Sean's heart exploded.
0: That is, yeah, exactly. You're going to kill me. Uh... <laughs> Just to satisfy your curiosity about a cell phone app, thanks, Colby. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Well, well Colby, let's talk about uh, your uh, app. What is what the heck is this?
2: All right. So,
1: uh, so as 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 anyone who is probably listening to this show has has probably realized, because I feel like this is something that comes up with me every like once every month or two, where um, when I try a new like bookmarking app, um, I, I've never I've never found one that has held me like held my attention, kept me satisfied for more than like a few months. Um, I think the last one I reviewed was probably Kipped, yep. which, cool for a while, and then like, it literally hasn't gotten any better, it's kind of just the same, so uh, I, I stopped paying for it, and have since stopped using it. Uh, but, so the other day, I, I don't recall exactly where I saw this, um, but for they, they have a really dumb name. It's kind of, it's a silly name, but I think it's kind of weird. But it's called Drag Dis, like drag this, but dis. Ah. Uh, see what they did there? Yep. But it is, it's, it's like a bookmarking extension in Chrome. Um, it does, like, feature-wise, it's effectively exactly the same as every other bookmarking extension you can get for Chrome. Um, but the cool thing is, like, the interface for doing it is really neat, so I'll see if I can uh, share my screen here and I'll show you guys. Oh, uh, this one,
0: that one.
1: Oh, right. double Dan, double Dan, <laughs> double Dan. Um, so basically, say you're you're browsing the web, doing doing whatever, and you're like, oh. This looks like a cool link. All you have to do is click and hold on it and start to drag it, and the, the extension pops open on the side, and it gives you this, your list of, um, like you can have categories, and within the categories you can have folders, and then, so I, I have my Don't Panic Stories here, so I keep, I keep my list of things I might wanna pick um, right here. And then I can go to it and it's awesome. And it's like always there on every site. And you can stick like pictures or text. You can just copy and paste like select text and drag it in there. Um, You can drag the URL from the search bar. Uh, I assume you can probably drag a picture from your desktop. But it's a really like nice it makes it easy to categorize your stuff. (laughs)
0: that's great colby no we were we were definitely listening uh no no that is really neat actually uh and actually i think i may give that a shot because uh
1: it's not like in every other way it's either exactly the same or like mediocre well it just Um, seems really easy yeah i don't particularly like i don't find their um like, the browsing interface particularly, like, useful or, or helpful, but, like, I mean, your links are all there, and they're categorized like you categorize them, and you didn't have to type anything in, which is nice. Like, yeah,
0: or log into an extra service or use an app or anything. It's just click and drag. So that's neat. Yeah. Very cool. Dragdis, D-I-S, dot com. Uh, sweet. Okay. All right. Wow, that's just another fantastic episode has come to its inevitable conclusion. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else you want to add before we uh, leave for the evening?
2: Um,
0: stay safe. Stay safe. That's a good message. I'll, I'll, I'll give it... I'll give a shout-out to Dan's Sweatshirt and say, go Red Foxes. Yeah. MAC you Championship. Almost, almost ended the
2: exact same way the men's game did, but he pulled it out.
0: Yeah, so congratulations. It was, it was a nail-biter. I'm glad I didn't watch a good chunk of it, because I caught just the end, and that that was the fun part. Uh-huh. And I got to see Shooter Fox do the worm on the court. So. <laughs> yeah, that's my way to work that dance. That was really funny. Um, So, uh, I guess with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, Thanks, as always, to Colby and Dan for another riveting hour of internet television. Uh, I hope we entertained all of you, and you may have even learned something. Uh, We do this show Monday nights uh, at sometimes 10 and sometimes 11 p.m. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think of 10 p.m.? I've got the whole night ahead of me. I know. I don't know what to do with myself.
1: (laughs) It was it was cool for me. Like I got home and it was still light out, which was me partially too. due to, but partially due to the fact that I left early. Also, there was like it took thirty five minutes to get home. There was almost no traffic, which Whoa. was amazing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm for it if this this seems like the thing we should do. That's
0: all. Totally. Awesome. I agree. So I guess you'll be seeing us next Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, our webpage, don'tpanicdiet.io, is the central hub. You should definitely subscribe to us, whether it's on iTunes or uh, whatever respective podcast feeder you use, uh, because you get the episodes right away when they're published. Uh, And, of course, links to our Facebook and all that stuff is on our website, don'tpanic.io. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, With that, we will end the show and wish you a fond farewell.
2: Peace. How does he do that?
0: Uh, All right, wonderful. Uh, My camera focus keeps going. Uh, All right, I will do the banner read. Um, Do it. (laughs)
1: I'm sad that I can't get the coffee yet.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, because you're yeah. The threes is coming to Android though. Soon. Well, that's good. There, yeah, I know I, there's a I knock. I got
1: Threes on iPad and I didn't like it.
0: What? Uh-huh. Colby. I mean, I don't not
1: like it. It just doesn't. It doesn't hold my attention. I get halfway through a game and I'm like, okay, I'm done.
0: <sighs> Although I, I, I will admit, I've stopped playing. I have a short attention span when it comes to new games. I'll play them for a week and then I
2: play it every day. I will save them. Yeah, because you have time to...
0: Oh, Civ 5, really? Oh, you've been doing it?
2: Yeah.
0: For like six hours
1: at a time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes! We need to get a game going, Colby. Network game. Yeah. Alright.
1: We should do it. I'm down. I I don't know how to do that. But like, I'll figure it if out. If you do, right? <laughs> we could probably figure it out together, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, to, I don't think that my computer can handle both Google Hangouts and Civ 5 at the yeah, same time.
2: Yeah, probably not. Uh,
0: but yeah, that shit is a Yeah. Do you
1: Do you need to do your little segment thing? I do I do, I do but.
0: But actually, I like this conversation, There's and we may keep, we may keep it in the final version because it's good, <laughs> it's interesting. So, remember, while yeah. it's still streaming, it's still recording, so I can use some of this. Uh, okay, I so would think th- so.
1: I was I was also thinking like we should do like a review of old picks, like if you or I try one of Dan's picks or you know whatever combination of that. <laughs> like, we should we should do that.
2: Like it's after the picks. Balances.
1: Yes, <laughs> like revisit the previous week's picks if any have been followed up on. I would by, not by have our, a
0: problem with that because I have found reason. gotten a lot of good stuff from you guys.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I got I bought set menu today and it it's amazing. <laughs> I I wouldn't have thought I would have cared at all, but I really care like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, something they did there really works. Yeah. Also, like. It, it makes, like, when my computer's freaking out and something is, like, eating all my CPU, like, all I have to do is open it up and the, the processes are right there and it's, yeah. like, oh, that stupid app. Like, I, I downloaded, he, that mail client had an update a couple days ago and I downloaded it and it was, like, it, I couldn't remember my password so I was, like, never mind, I'm not doing this. Um, but then, like, Ten minutes later, I closed the app and something was like, my my CPU bar was like full and the fan was going. And I was like, "What is going on?" And I opened it and there are like two processes for Inky Core using like oh. two full cores of CPU. Inky, it's, like, God.
0: Inky the other day in uh, in interactive media two class, we were doing wireframing and we were talking about omni Ah. Oh. And uh I, oh, I also
1: found out we have we have OmniGraphle like Facebook has a site license.
2: Yes. So, yes. he does too. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do so good
0: Uh, all right. Let me do this. We'll do the read, and then we'll hang up. Uh, ba, ba, ba. red leather, yellow leather, red leather, unique New York. <laughs> got to get ready. This is serious. Um, that's going to
1: be in right? video too, right?
0: That's, uh, we, we may start the episode with that. Uh, I've got to go, next week when I'm on uh, spring break, I'll have to go through our last couple episodes because we've had some really funny moments, and I'll have to go through and pull some of them out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's when Coley's phone went yes,
0: off. <laughs> exactly. That was really interesting. <laughs> okay, Google, now. <laughs> There you go. You, you got It's a, it's a forbidden phrase. <laughs> it's That's, Baltimore. It's yeah, exactly. A phrase which shall not be spoken. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Uh, God, we were busy was, for an episode that didn't have a lot of news. That had a lot of news.
2: We we did it.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was all right. So. Uh, I am going to stop broadcast.